0: At number 72 unofficially 70 72 72 that's unofficial am, though yeah we got we are way more than that. we over 100 easy easy,
1: e- easy 150
0: probably over 150 I easy like but i'm telling you right now for 100 we're doing something special for that one i got to be here hey hey for 100 we're gonna right. have everybody that's ever been on being wild gonna be in this building that's Sorry, tough it'd be 25 of us all trying to just grab the mic like um <laughs> like a freestyle cypher <laughs> I can't to, wait for that We're going to have to expand the deck
2: for that I mean the shed for that
0: Knock down walls Yeah Child Cooper construction
2: Break down barriers
0: Hey. Mm, break down break What's going on with y'all How y'all feeling I'm, mm. good, I'm good we good, we're good man we good Keanu how was your week
1: It was amazing You yeah. know the beginning of the week Right <clears throat> I suffer from not being able to smell No lie. No not COVID my allergies is real messed up during this time. Okay. Like, the peak of spring, and the peak of fall, winter. Like my allergies are always off the chain. Right? All, right, all right,
0: all right, all right, all right. So
1: for the past like week, week and a half, I couldn't smell at all. And when I say I couldn't smell, dead ass. Like couldn't smell, but could taste everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So two days ago, my husband like, I can't take this shit no more.
3: You got, <laughs> you got figure it out.
1: I'm like, what you mean? Like, I really can't smell I got frustrated because I couldn't smell coffee. If you know me, I love...
0: Wasting coffee? Like that cup you left here last week? Yeah. Uh, did I yep. waste it? Yeah, it was a full cup. I was still drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I came in the next day, I was like, oh, Keanu. So,
1: Rick, you've known me for a while. How many cups did I go through when you first met me?
0: I don't know. 10, 12 a day? Some it was ridiculous. Anything. It was wild. It, it, was, it Let, was crazy. Being in my audience, it was ridiculous. It was. I, I'd never seen anything like it.
1: It was. So I go through this fast, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I need to cut coffee because my migraines are getting worse. Like, I can't do coffee as much as I used to. Okay. So I got frustrated, like, to the point where I'm crying. And he's like, don't worry about it, baby. I got you. Mm. I'm like, you got me? He's like, yeah, I got you.
3: Ooh.
1: He gives me, what is it, Sinex.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, my God. Made by Vix. Shout out to
1: Um, (laughs) And when I tell you, like, throughout the day, my nose was draining, of course, because it was congested and I didn't even know it.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: (sighs) When I tell you I can smell now, Mm. and it feel amazing to actually smell, like, you never know how much you really appreciate something until it's really gone.
0: Damn, Damn, there's anything in life right there. Bruh. Facts.
1: You need... Your
0: nose.
1: hmm Okay? I couldn't smell pine soil. I couldn't smell bleach. I couldn't smell... Well, hold a second, second. Hold a second. Hold <laughs>
0: second. No. I work at a bleach? daycare, so okay. I clean. Uh, all right. Okay? all right. There it is. Let's just a little context. Let's just had clarify. Yeah, we'll clean just, up a little we'll bit. We'll just sniff bleach around, right now. Right. No. Yeah, you so, know too
1: much m M&M. But I, I knew I was cleaning. <laughs> you stupid. I knew 45. I was cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was cleaning, but I couldn't smell it. Okay. So... That coffee put me over the edge though And now I can smell again mm. It feels so good Well congrats
0: <gasps> to the nose Congrats Yeah now, How was your week with uh, your wife not being able to smell shit?
1: Horrible
2: Just I mean Typical day in a household In a day a household You know Hey It's always something Oh But
1: It is it what it
0: is man It is what it is How the kids doing? Amazing Amazing That's good
1: Shout out to Baby Boy. He got a job.
0: Hey. Mm-hmm. calvin has got a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at Wack Arnold's. You know, uh, you know what's going to happen next? <laughs> baby Girl no, is went.
1: doing amazing with her honest classes. Good. Yeah, man.
0: I appreciate how coming out last week to uh, Lil Rick's Game too, as well. Of course. Oh, Listen,
1: yeah. when I make promises to my nephews, mm-hmm. pinky promises, I can't break them. I didn't care what was going on that day. I, them, I was like, hey, yo, we got to go to Rick's game.
0: I was just as committed You was. Maybe more games in the future, so we already know. Open we, invite. We did We there. Yeah. Hey Nell, can uh can I get your attention for a quick second? What's up This uh this is a couple of things I want you to do for us. Um, real quick. Uh, you're a brand new uncle. Mm. Yes, sir, my great Yay,
1: uncle. Yay! He's a great uncle.
0: Hey. Shout out to my nephew. DeAndre, man. Can we get a round of he's... applause for the
2: nephew right yes. there? Yes. Absolutely. My man brought his first child in the world. Healthy baby boy. Mm-hmm. Up. Eight yeah. pounds, seven ounces. Oh, that's up. a big boy right there. Okay. Seven pounds, eight ounces. Seven, eight. One of them, But uh <laughs> he's here. And he's healthy. So shout out to him and T, man. This is yes. this is this is girl. This is a lady. Okay. Shout out to him. And like, shout out to his mama too, my sister. I love her to death. You know. She was there for the whole thing, of course. Great support system. So
3: Yeah.
0: Shout out to the fan, man. Shout out to the fan, number love for him. Mm-hmm. Now, now we had a conversation earlier in the week. I was still kind of putting together the B and podcast. You know, before mm. I produce the rough draft to everybody, then everybody take a look at it, make changes from there, then we come out with with uh, a great a great show for everybody. But you movie. said, Hey, my man's I want to bring one to podcast. Hell of a story, <laughs> hell of a background. I'm not going to say any more. Mm. I want you to do the honors of introducing our guests for mm. our BNY Talks tonight. Now, who we got, man?
2: All right, so before I introduce this man, mm. I just want to, and he and you know he knows me, so i be on Joke Time with him a lot. You know, we got to get each other through our days and all types of stuff. But uh, ever since the day, the first day I met this man, you know, he always been kind of standoffish, which I personally understand absolutely one hundred percent. But uh, he took that risk. He came down in the basement for the first time. He was craving some knowledge about getting his clothing line together, yes, and sir. uh, yes, sir. He just, you know, he needed some insight, and um, I told him how to fish a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, man, he he took it and ran, you know he 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 did a, he did a bit i don't wanna say a little bit but he did a bit and um instead of coming home and begging and you know forcing people to teach him how to do stuff and forcing people to give him stuff and saying you know what i'm i'm home now you you supposed to be my man you supposed to have this ready for me you supposed to have it. man my man came home and he hit the ground running so Craved the knowledge I gave him the knowledge About the the clothing line Absolutely Showed him a little bit Mm -hmm. He ran with it Got himself a good job At good Mm -hmm. You know Closed that chapter In his life Got a new chapter Opened up a new door And he You know He's still doing his thing So The drive is impeccable Man Mm -hmm. And um I just wanna say Shout out to my man My man Larry Sitting over here You know What you got to say Larry? The mic is yours.
4: Oh man. Uh oh. I see you, huh? Um. Wow, man. Oh man. Listen, first and foremost, you know, as always, you give praise to the Most High. Got to always be thankful for your blessings, mm-hmm. whether it be whatever you believe in. Like it's the power of the Most High. But one of the one one of the things that's been so pivotal in me to keep moving forward. That's been my circle. You got to surround yourself with people that want to see you win. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Straight up. People that's not intimidated by you winning. Mm-hmm. People that doesn't view your success as a threat. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, This man already had a clothing line established. This man doing numbers, you feel me? And he could have easily said, well, wait a minute. I'm not going to give you the game because it makes you competition. But you got to conf- against people that want to see you win so that this man was willing to say listen this is how you do it this is what I'm doing and give me the blueprint because the thing about it, end of the day like I seen something recently if you go into a grocery store and you go looking for bread and the bread aisle it, how many brands of bread it is
3: mm-hmm.
4: endless you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. end of the day everybody eating wonder everybody eating so it's not nature's harvest so it's not like these bread companies don't view it as a threat like that's what it is I know my product and I stand by my product. Mm-hmm. That man knew what he got. That man still be like, listen, man, this is my client talking about my product already, but it's no it's no threat to me to help you come up. So again, man, like one of my biggest things been even now, bro, like you got to surround yourself with people that want to see you win and people that want the best for you. Um, That's it. Right now, man, um, as brothers know, man, well, we can get to that later on, but, uh, mm. that's, okay, as of right now, that's what I say, man, it's a beautiful thing, man, to be have to see things come full circle, for somebody to be with you for the beginning and through the whole entire process, so.
0: Hey, real quick, man, let's give this man a round of applause, never going back, never going absolutely. back, we gonna get into absolutely. that right there, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, if, uh, if we could do a couple of things real quick, uh, Larry, you mind moving that bag from your foot, okay. yeah, just for the audio, just for the audio. Uh, Nell uh, Fix your mic real quick Just so face facing Straight to you
2: Oh yeah I, I just pushed it back
4: Cause I was about to
0: get it. You out. good You good Hey A toast in the air real quick Toast in the air Toast
4: Yeah I want y'all to Cause I had to go live With this It's, it's, it's a toast A celebration yeah. You
0: go live Hey now I sent you the uh, The YouTube uh, link to send, uh send Larry to as well Oh yes sir Hey To never going back To so
2: never oh. going back
0: Alright Larry Talk to me
4: real quick What is never going back Oh man, what is never going back? Um, <sighs> never going back began as a battle cry for those like myself who came home from prison, mm-hmm. who were determined to not return to prison. Mm-hmm. But it gained so much support that it became a thing in which it just became, um, it became a declaration that whatever in my life I survived and experienced and went through and survived, mm-hmm. I'm never going to return to that. So mm-hmm. never going back now is never going back to toxic relationships, never going back to drug abuse, never going back to negativity, never going back to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So right now, never, never going back in itself is a declaration saying that whatever I have evolved through and made it through, I'm never going back to that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Okay, so you talked a little bit about uh, prison. Do you want to touch more on that? <laughs> oh, man. Um, to what extent? To as extent you want to go. As far as you want to talk mm-hmm. about it, as far
4: as we'll go with it. For those who know, man... Be
1: prepared, I'm going to have questions.
4: Facts. For those who know, Bayedi Sadiq was born in prison. It's a brother named Baba Motep. He's on Facebook. Beautiful brother. I met the brother in 1999. I was 18 years old when I first went to prison. The brother told me two things. The brother said, man, hate not knowing and challenge everything. And from that, we went through the rites of passage, and the brother, from that, Bayedi Sadiq was, was born. Before I left there, on this trip, mm-hmm. I seen a poster by Malcolm X, and Malcolm X, man, my favorite, he said, to any man, any black man that cannot get into college, I strongly recommend prison. And at that time, I didn't really realize, like, damn, man, niggas getting stabbed, niggas getting raped, shit, getting... it's prison. Mm-hmm. But as I said, man, you cannot love the reward but hate the process. Mm-hmm. Prison was my process. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Okay. We got the habit of loving a reward. I want to lose weight, but I don't want to diet and I don't want to work out. Okay. I want this house. I want this car, but damn, I hate going to work. So it's like, I learned that, damn, the process is just as important as the reward. Mm -hmm. The victory is just as important as how you win. Oh. So for me, going through prison. Put on a t shirt, please. Messed mm-hmm. st- <laughs> up. $25. Listen, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a percentage of that though. And they real stuff. For real. Because you make better shirts than you I do. Got, I'm in you need You got it, bro. Okay, cool. Remember. You got that. It. But um I'm not gonna lie to you, man. What hurts me the most, man, um, it's it's prison. I don't know why people have an idea that when you go to prison you're okay. You're not. Mm-hmm. Who who thinks that you're
0: okay when you go to prison?
4: And society. Society mm-hmm. feel like, oh, yeah, well, lock them up. All they're going to do is sit in prison, and uh, I guess they're going to watch TV all day and just eat all day, and the ta- they wasting the taxpayers' money. You don't go to—you survive prison. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that's what hurts me the most. When people talk to you like, yeah, man, you was good, you was locked up. No, nigga, you're not good. Explain, what do you mean with survive prison? Um, By survive prison? Hmm. Oh, man. Prison— it's, okay, the thing about prison. One time, um, recently, a sister, on, um, a sister, um, on IG sent me a message. Mm-hmm. She say, "Man, I got a boyfriend that's locked up right now, man, and it's crazy because, man, like I see your post and you're not institutionalized, and it seems like prison didn't affect you. And for lack of a better word, I say, sister, I'm fucked up. Prison did affect me. Mm-hmm. I am institutionalized. I am because the thing is about." But again, surviving prison is that you have to rem- you have to remove all remnants of humanity to survive prison. You have to operate on an animalistic level to survive really? prison. That's how you survive. Mm-hmm. You are no longer using reason and logic. You're 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 bailing. The, you're depending on instincts. That's it. That's mm-hmm. That's heavy. So now when you come back from prison, you got to get reacclimated to being a human. Think about it though, bro. They got to realize everything that you're supposed to have in prison, you got to fight for. Mm-hmm administration, and in other exactly. convicts. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by survive. There's no such thing as, I'm going to go and do my time and just chill. There's no such thing as that. Because people that know you during your time, people that know that, wait a minute, I got life. You got 10 years. You're going to be home in maybe five, maybe six years, or whatever like that. People have become so miserable, I don't want you to go home. So you are faced with every day. Every day you're navigating. Every day you're trying to maneuver around situations that can cost you, you know I'm saying, the rest of your stay there. So, yeah, that's what I mean, man. People, taxpayers and people in general have a messed up perception of prison as if it's, it's something in which it's a vacation or it's a break from life. It's not, bro. mm mm-hmm. like, I mean, on the daily, man, it's like, this ain't no Scared Straight program, but I'm being honest with you, man. On the daily, you see stabbing. You see rapes. You see what's going on there. And every day, you got to, because the hardest part is the mental aspect of it. We raised inside neighborhoods and, and 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 stuff like that in which the physical part is nothing you know how to fight to defend yourself but it's the mental aspect of it day in day out of being denied your freedom of of being denied and being around of a, a woman like all these things is you got to adapt to that mentally and a lot of people can't do it how long were you in for 11 years three months
0: how did you first of all that's a that's a long fucking yeah, time yeah
4: bro let me yeah absolutely how Absolutely. did
0: how did you, what did you do to get through that time? Because obviously you're here and you're doing, we're going to talk about the things you've done outside okay. when you okay. got back. But
4: how did, what did you do to get through that? i gonna be real with you. Um, Books, what, like what what, what what was it? That came later. You know what I'm saying? That's what I tell people all the time, man. You got to be careful what you pretend to be or claim to be because you're going to meet that very thing you claim. You mm-hmm. claim to be a gangster, you're going to meet mm-hmm. gangsters. Mm-hmm. You claim that you a tough guy, you going to meet tough guys. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning of my bit, I went in there with the mindset, like on some gangster shit. Like you had to be tough. Of course. To because the old heads, exactly. The old heads telling you, man, listen, shorty, you can't let nothing slide. You got to go in there with a the mentality. It's either him or me. Like, so we go in there already geared for war. So at that same time, like for the first few years, it was all war. Any kind of misunderstanding. I'm next on the phone. If somebody else got on that phone, I'm stabbing. I'm going straight at them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my thing is, I'm going to be real with you, man, and, um, People can say what they want to about, I'm not caught up on religions and stuff like that. But for me, it was books. For mm-hmm. me, when I uh, when I finally did make the decision that, I, you know what, I can't keep going back. It was two times. The first time, I caught a staff assault. The second time, I had a, uh, a staff assault, which means you was fighting the COs. Right, right. I got sent to North Branch. North Branch is the ultramax for Maryland. Of my 11 mm-hmm. years, three months, I did six years in ultramax, mm-hmm. the worst prison in the state of Maryland. My brother, uh, Nell, man, Nell, shout out to Nail, man, Uncle Nell, man, uh, Duncan Hughes on here on Facebook, he was the only brother I ever met that actually been in North Branch, but the point being is that in that situation, like you just said, it was books, bro, it was books, and I had no outside distractions, so at the same time, I was faced to deal with myself, man, like, and that's what, that, that became my savior, knowledge, bettering oneself, and just books, bro, it's no rehabilitation in there. It's like it is out here right now. If you want better, you have to yourself say, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it takes and make them try to be better. That's it. What did you yeah. read? Oh, man. Um, To be honest with you, man, one of the most, one of the most transformational books I read was by a sister named Iyanla Van Zant. Okay. Iyanla Van Zant. It was called One Day My Soul Opened Up. Mm-hmm. 40 days and 40 nights towards a spiritual growth, mm-hmm. And then within that book, it broke down three parts of life. It's how to honor yourself, how to honor others, and how to honor God.
3: Mm-hmm. And in That's those three,
4: I love that book. So, mm-hmm. so it, within that book, it taught me like, damn. Because let's be real. A lot of times we don't honor ourselves, And it began with that. Because the thing is, we don't honor ourselves by telling the truth. It may be somebody I don't even deal with. They say, damn, man, you, you want to hang out Friday? I don't even like you. But I'm going to go along with it because it's like, that. But when you honor yourself, it's like, you know what? No, I don't even like you for real, bruh. <laughs> I'm not hanging out. And though it may put you apart from certain people, but at the same time, you feel good because you know what? I told the truth. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how to do that because, like, as we get older, like, that's why I say that's why I love children because children are so honest. Honest. Mm-hmm. We learn how to lie when we get older. You know what I'm saying? They're so honest. Exactly. So it's like a child going to tell you, man, his breath stinks. A child goes, say, I don't like him. Like, but as we get older, we learn how to lie. And we learn how to do things that we don't really want to do. And that really kills your soul, your spirit. You feel me? Yeah, so man. that book really taught me how to, you know what? Be honest, bro. I don't like you. I don't. You're not best for what's, what the the the, uh, the direction I'm going in. So, and again, man, not to, you know, prolong things, but it was books. And my thirst for knowledge as far as who I was. You know what I'm saying? As far as, man, my own history and also my connection to God. So. Amen. Amen. Ross the man. What's up, big bro? My,
1: my question all right, so I got three, right?
4: Okay, before but, you do, I, I got to take a sip because I know your questions are going to be hard as shit, okay? <laughs> I can't take these questions sober. Give me a let second. That,
0: let that man enjoy
4: himself. Please, She's she smart. She asks real questions with like big-ass qu- uh, words and shit. Like, can we Google this? Okay, I'm ready. All right.
1: No, like, okay. When you first went to prison... Shalom, key. And when you came out, okay. right? Do you feel like you were at peace? When you went in with
4: with, what you were sentenced with. I personally did not feel like I was at peace because I'm not going to lie to you. In the state of Maryland, Mm -hmm. there's no self-defense. Okay, you ready? Hit me out.
1: Nah, I wasn't ready for that at all, go ahead. Mm
4: Right now, Kiana, if I put Mm -hmm. a gun out on you, okay, and Mm -hmm. and the gun is aimed at you, if you fight me and take the gun, in the state of Maryland, you have one or two options. The first option is Run. The mm-hmm. second option, is, the second option is put the gun down and fight me. You can only come against me with the same level of threat I pose to you.
1: That I didn't
4: know. That's crazy. It is. So I didn't feel like it was right because at the end of the day, I, real life, end up taking a weapon from somebody trying to hurt me, and because I used that weapon, I became. I, I now all of a sudden now I, I'm a uh, what's the word? Uh, I'm a defendant now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like so so when I stood in court, of course because the family. M- they lost the person. Like I, I, I feel your, I feel your pain because you lost a loved one. At the same time, I can't be remorseful because I would much rather your mother be here than mine. You feel me?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And that's to say, that's the law.
1: That's real life.
4: Right. So right now, if you take the gun from me, you can't. So if, if I lunge at you, you got to put the gun down. How, seriously. Mm.
2: Once you take a gun from somebody.
4: They'll, Come on now. They the gun out on you. If Come You take now. the gun
2: from them. You expect it to? They once you disarm them, they become
4: defenseless. Exactly. And you got to use the same level of threat. So right now, if you take my gun, I'm using my hands. You got. You got to use your hands. That's crazy, bro.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And that's what they got you with. Exactly. And today, it was a murder, but the murder began from an altercation. And then the altercation, he ended up pulling the knife out. I took the knife. I took his life. But I took the life... I took his life in defense of mine, bruh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people all the time, man. Y'all, that's why it's so important not to go left. But, like, with these elections and shit like that, man, y'all got to know who and what y'all are voting for, bruh. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing about laws, they don't defend citizens, bruh.
0: I want to touch on that, too, as well. Okay. I want Keanu to get into two questions. We can come right back to okay.
1: that. All right. So, you weren't at peace when you went in. At all. Remember, that was a two-part question. Okay. Were you at peace with... Your verdict when you
4: left. Now you mean as far as in the courtroom or when I finish serving my time?
1: When you finish serving
4: your time, when you at peace? I, okay, as they say, man. What they say about survival? They say survival comes from finding purpose in your pain. Absolutely. So because I had went through that and seen the man, I came out. I mm-hmm. found peace then. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still upset about how things went because at the end of the day, like, don't get me wrong. I don't play the role of being a schoolboy. I've done a lot of, but at the end of the day, I wasn't wrong this time, bro. Because you
1: had to do what you had to do to survive.
4: Exactly. Yeah. It's one thing, if you catch me down bad, I'm wrong. Oh, you got me. But in this situation, I wasn't wrong. So it was hard to be at peace. But when I look at the end result of a thing, like, damn, okay, the man I became, the, um, my consciousness, how I feel about things, now my maturity level. I'm definitely at peace now.
3: That
4: was a process. It was a pro, and that's the thing about it, man. And they get mad, because I ain't gonna lie, I'm extremely pro black. Extremely. So when I get mad at my people, because man, we always try to shortcut the process, it's a process.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You sit here and you see Gucci Man with chains on. Cool. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas don't know that Gucci Man been rapping for the last 15, 20 years.
3: <laughs>
4: Y'all don't remember Rick Ross when he had a, uh, 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 when uh, he had hair and no beard. You feel me? Rick Ross was... Right! He was
3: a, <laughs> <laughs> but
4: you see the end result of a thing and automatically examine... Uh, uh, imagine like... Uh, it's no such thing as overnight. It's never overnight. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates didn't happen overnight. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But our people, it's like... So it's like, with me, I was able to see and honor the process, bro. Mm-hmm. So like you said, I found peace after that. Cause like, man, okay, I understand what the mission or the purpose was behind it. Absolutely. Okay. All
3: right. So, my
1: second question... In your reading, because you say you read a lot, right? Especially with Eon's book. It talks about the processes of life, literally, you have to go through. Right. Right. To find your inner self. Okay. That book in itself. Would you recommend that book to other people in prison to read?
4: Absolutely. I'm going to tell you why, this, because the thing is, the number 40 is a spiritual number. It's very mm-hmm. spiritual. Now, one thing about you now, I have learned so much from you and you know this. So mm-hmm. it's like um, 40 days, 40 nights. 40 is a very spiritual number. Mm-hmm. And I say mm-hmm. that because the thing is, man, it's like you got to do the work. Mm-hmm. I get so mad when people say, man, this just how I am. No, because you didn't become who you are overnight. It was a process. Everything. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to what you said, Kenia, it's a process. So the same way you learn bad habits, you can unlearn them habits and, 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 and learn yeah. new habits. So when I say, man, well, I encourage that, while well, I myself... I wish everybody can have that book because it's an actual workbook and everyday gives you a new aspect of life to work on hmm. I mean I, I, I've
1: read it we right, read it so
4: we know so yeah. my whole thing listen man and it's crazy because right now man people sit here and they see the end result of a thing they might see nail like damn man you know what I'm saying they love that Uh, um, uh, failure's not an option mm-hmm. that's your brand they don't know you've been making shirts since when middle school high school when did you start school. middle school middle school bruh mm-hmm. middle school so to sit here and say, damn, yo, when you sit here and told me the numbers that you know, doing as far as on the hoodies, I'm like, damn, bro, I want to be there. You've been doing this since middle school, <laughs> bruh. And people don't understand like you really got to, it's a process to it. Mm-hmm. So like the sister said, I recommend it because it allows you to go through this process of maturity, man. Because again, honoring yourself, mm-hmm. honoring others. Because you honor, people don't understand about honoring others. Sometimes you could call yourself helping somebody and you hindering them. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You got to learn mm-hmm. how to so, uh, I definitely recommend that book, man, for anybody. It's not even incarcerated. One day my soul opened up for anybody that's tired of where they sit at right now in life. So, you know what? I know it's more for me. I want to better myself. It's work, man. Yeah. Um. I ain't know you read that, though. Okay. Everybody so, got to read that book. now story. Okay. When I was deployed, not my first time, my second time. Right? The
1: first time. So, so you did two tours. I did two tours. Okay. The very first time I was deployed, I lost somebody who was, like, near and dear to me. And he was straight up New Yorker through and through, right? Mm -hmm. The life lesson that he taught me in itself allowed me to be free, right? And I lost him. And I hate to say that I lost him,
4: right? So, but I'm going to cut you off. Mm-hmm. When you lost him, you mm-hmm. lost him in war? Yes, oh, I okay. lost him
1: in war. So, he passed away a month before we got back. Damn. And it crushed it. His spirit, like, God rest his soul, Hernandez. He was a free spirit, right? Okay. He knew who he was. And it wasn't that he didn't care. Right. His heart was always in who he was. Damn. Bro. Real free spirit guy. So, they they always say you, the good die young, right? I've always, yeah. He wasn't even 21 yet, mm.
4: okay? Oh, he was young for real.
1: Young, young. Damn. But again, he was one of those people, people, right? Okay. So, his death crushed our unit. Mm-hmm. It, it, it crumbled us. Okay. Not just crushed us, it crumbled us. It was hard for people to sleep at night. Like, people think, okay, you, you go to Afghanistan and all you see is shooting. Mm-hmm. You kind of do with the same thing you did with when you in prison. I dealt with rape. My soldier got raped over there. And I'm not talking about just no play-play rape. God damn. Brutally bro. raped. Yeah. The fact that she got raped isn't what caught me off guard.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: She was a lesbian. Had never had so she, sexual so she, intercourse oh gosh, at all with the bro. man. So... God.
4: Damn,
1: bro. That was crushing. Um, we deal with stabbings, we deal with killings every day, but for somebody like him to like die, yeah, bro, it was like a heart crusher. And you said, how old was he? Twenty. He
4: was young as shit, yeah. bro. For real, he would have.
1: He was a god yeah. damn, bro. He was funny. He don't uh, really
4: know what war is. Take really that like...
1: back. He was twenty when we went. He had okay. just turned twenty-one. Mm. He yeah, had just turned 21. The plan was, when we came back, we was going to go to Vegas. Right? 21, everybody turned up in Vegas. I have not been to Vegas yet. And, and I felt like within myself, I felt like I was cheating him out of a good time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I never went. <laughs> I never went after that. I told Donnell it was hard for me to go. Mm-hmm. Do I want to go to Vegas? Yeah.
0: Well, oh, so I want to pause the podcast real quick. You want to... You good? You want to say hello? or All right, we'll go from there. Um,
1: it, it's hard for me to go. Same here. Because of him. So, that that in itself, like, that's hard. The the war thing
4: yeah,
1: is a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. So, on my second deployment, I went through some shit.
4: Okay. Keep on, keep on.
1: For lack of better words, right?
4: So, and this is on top of losing him okay
1: so that was my first deployment mm. right and mm. the army i ain't necessarily saying if air has been in the army you go where they need you okay majority of the time you know okay. you want to get on orders to leave somewhere you go where they need you so i was at the needs of the army i re-enlisted for virginia okay. right which was close to home close to here so i felt like yeah. i was gonna be good i was on orders for <laughs> for 10 mm. months okay. right I came down on orders to go to Alaska because, again, you're at the oh, knees of the Army.
4: So you're at Virginia and go to Alaska.
1: I reenlisted
4: okay.
1: on my first deployment to go to Virginia, Okay. which is where I wanted to be. Right. Close to I, I reenlisted to be there for three years.
3: Okay.
1: I got there in December. In July, I came down on orders. Mm.
4: Mm.
1: I was like, how the hell is this possible when I just got these orders? Right. I'm at the of the Army. If the Army needs you to go somewhere, that's you got to go.
4: That's, that's tough, So bro.
1: That's yeah. tough. I got to my unit. My report date was December. Okay. Right after Christmas. I got to my unit. They was like, hey, we deploying. We deploying?
4: And you had no knowledge of this.
1: Mind you, I hadn't even been back a year. So we talk about... I got back from deployment in July of 2009.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I was in Virginia from... December two thousand nine to December two
3: thousand
1: ten. Mm. I had been home a little over a year. Okay. By the time I deployed the next time, it was just shy of two years of me being home. So mind you, when you in the service, you know you gotta reacclimate your kids. Yeah, you gotta reacclimate your family crazy. of you being home.
3: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. I get deployed, I go shit. I'm talking about missed promotions because of fucked up paperwork and they sent me an angel. That's exactly what the hell I'm gonna call her. Okay. An angel. Shout out to Pew. I, I, she's my mentor to this you, day.
4: You, you gotta shout her out okay. though. Like she did that. Yeah. When I
1: tell you she was my saving grace, I was going crazy. Like, mm. I had stuff going on at home with my kids and she sat me down and was like, hey look, you got two
4: options. Okay.
1: You either gonna make it through or you gonna get killed while you hit Which one
4: you wanna do? That's some tough ass a hey, now, Pause. <laughs> Listen, those those are prison options. Real shit. Exactly like you gonna make it through or you're gonna die in here. Like no.
1: that's we got through. Like okay. me and her together. She was like, Hey, you gonna be my right hand man. I was like, What? Me? She was like, <laughs> I don't care about nothing you've been through. Mm-hmm. I don't care about none of that. She said, You here now, you're gonna start from scratch. When I say I literally built my brand on her, it's built on her. She didn't allow me to fail. She didn't I allow my my brand
0: on her. My, cool. my
1: failures
0: to be an option.
1: To be, she didn't.
4: Wait a minute. <laughs> <For> now? <laughs> it's
2: copyright infringement.
4: Okay. I think she stole that, bro. Like that's your brand. Okay, all right. So
1: we talked about
4: this. She looked at him. Like that. No. We, she we, really? we talked about it. We, we definitely. It was inherited through marriage. <laughs> okay, because y'all married, so she get a Word. part of it.
2: Yeah, hey, it is.
4: So.
1: And. <laughs>
2: That's a good thing It
1: is (laughs) But when I was in Afghanistan The second time Okay It was a guy named Lou Right He was an Asian That's what you call him Blazian guy
4: Yeah Blazian He gave me this necklace Mm -hmm. Right Yeah
1: This is when I had to Leave and go somewhere else Okay And it said Finao on it No lie to you
4: Wait a minute I lost it So wait a minute Uh oh I don't want to stop this story But so listen Is this where Finao came from
1: So he no, No lie Hold on Fineo came from my husband, right? But I had seen him multiple times. This is this is what I tell you when we, we together. It's God's design, right?
4: Okay,
3: okay. I had
1: seen Faneo so many times in my life before. I told you this.
3: That's so, so many times
1: in my life before, right? She told me it wasn't an option. He told me, hey, listen. I know you're going through something right now. But don't let this dictate your life and who you are. I got through it. On a deployment... We had to take college courses. Okay. And with her, it was more about the knowledge that you gained while you over here. Of she course. didn't want the deployment to be a waste of time. Right.
3: So right. she made right.
1: us read. So she would just come up with these random ass books.
4: Oh shit! Okay. Okay.
1: Powerful black woman. Okay. I'm telling you.
4: She's, is, is she still living everything right now? Like.
1: She yes. She in Georgia. Fact. I, I like
4: still it. talk to her. What's her name again?
1: Wolveria poop.
0: Shots,
4: P- shots, P- man. Shots Brown man. now, okay. but it Absolutely. was Pew then.
0: Okay, they bring Brown on the pod.
4: Yeah, uh, straight up, hey. no, we, we need Brown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Um, what can Brown do for you? Yeah. <laughs> she <had> this podcast silly <laughs> <accidentally. laughs> she, she, She'll do it remotely because she ain't
1: just gonna come here for yeah. a podcast. Nah, that's, but, we got Zoom. All right, but she is dead yeah. ass like about that life. She we did a Zoom just, pod before. She more than just about <laughs> what you know now. Like, the knowledge, even the young soldiers, not just me, yeah. but her troops, right? Because she was at, she was at man, E7. Man. So, the troops under her, uh-huh. most people when they go overseas, if y'all didn't know, I was a food service specialist. I'm a 92 golf. I was a cook when what's I went 90, over there. What's that? It's what's a cook. Okay,
4: okay.
1: Um, When I went over there, though... I didn't have the knowledge that I right, had
4: facts, This, facts. Is
1: when I say she is a pivotal point in my foundation for my that. passion. Got somebody,
4: exactly, kay? exactly.
1: So she was culinary certified before she had even, I mean, while we was over there, she uh-huh. was culinary certified. So the shit that we was making, if I can show you the menus that we had up while we was over there. Mm-hmm.
4: Bruh. So wait. So y'all was eating, eating. Like, like. Oh, we was cause eating. In my mind, you know, with the army or whatever, it's like it's, it's everything is freeze dried. Nah. Right. I don't think y'all got real shit. Oh, they—they they they like. was throwing <laughs> down. Right, right. right. Nah. Okay, everything came. Just add water. <laughs> is this steak and potatoes? just Add water. Nah. <laughs> All right.
1: When I say throwing down, like dead ass. Mm-hmm. Fuck a steak and eggs. We was eating <laughs> orange glazed fucking hens. We had chicken stir fries. We had. Burgers. This is the first time in my life I ever had a pita burger. Swear to God. That's not even real. Put money on it. I make it for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hold a second. I think uh, I'm gonna speak with man Larry right there. We were both like one.
1: Uh,
2: oh, uh, uh, I haven't
0: even got <laughs>
1: one. Yeah, but, yeah, he haven't even got. But like, so
0: how you offer food that he ain't
1: got? I'm just saying because Larry, Lur- 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 Larry <laughs> said, he- Larry said he don't believe it.
3: Hey, ladies,
0: gentlemen! It's uh, it's extremely dark out here. Yeah, it's extremely dark out here. He, just uh, in case you yeah, didn't
1: know, yeah. I I appreciate the the time that I had over there with my troops, all of
2: them. We appreciate it too. Thank so, you,
1: you Did oh, Veterans thank Day you. just passed? Shout
0: out! Shout out the Veterans oh, Day. Thank uh, you for your service. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Saw your pictures. Yeah, shout out to you.
1: Listen, so this is a PSA.
0: Thank okay. you too, Rick. Oh man, hey! We appreciate, I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all.
1: Um, in those pictures, right? Hmm. I've actually had four uniforms, not three. The other one I didn't have a picture of. Okay. Um, the desert. The- I've
0: served too, as well. I'm, I'm, I'm quite aware. <laughs>
3: the desert.
1: Where the desert. Oh. Okay. The desert uniforms. Um, want to leave her out. The DSUs. They were the desert uniforms what they had when they went to go to war with the BDUs. Mm-hmm. I got issued those. I didn't go to war though. So, I actually had four uniforms. In the very first uniform, I went into the Army in 2000- oh. um, the 2004. 2004.
0: Second- <laughs> so, doing 10th grade English around that time.
1: 2004. So, <laughs> 2004 to 2005 was my first day in the Army. I got out when I got pregnant with Nike. That's why I didn't deploy. 2006, I went back in, which is when you've seen in, me in the digital uniform. Okay. Right? Um. So, I wore that uniform from 2006... 2006- to 2010 mm-hmm. when we got issued the the ACUs, which is the last uniform I wore. That mm-hmm. was the uniform I wore before I got out. Um, they had just issued those before we deployed. And then as I was leaving, they were issuing another uniform. So, total time in service was nine years, 11 months, Twenty eight days. That was a bid. Yes. She did a bid service. Bed. So when I tell you, okay, it's my ID
0: number.
1: Like she, it's my. She got one.
0: (laughs) She got DOD. I
1: do. (laughs) I do. Definitely got one. But um, we had to read my second deployment. It was a must. It was a must for us to read, and it was a must for us to get college course credit. She she made it a requirement for her soldiers to get it, so we were like same
4: woman. Yeah,
1: so we were like a step above everybody else, and it felt good. Cause at the end of my deployment, I got a command sign major coin. Now, if you ever been deployed or in the army, it's really hard to get a coin from the command sign major, like super hard. Like he don't give them out to everybody. He gave one to all the cooks that was on my post Hmm. under her command. She made me different. She That's made like, my mindset different. Because I wasn't, like you said, I wasn't at peace. I wasn't at peace with myself. I piece, didn't trust that yeah, process. Yeah. Like, she would tell me all the time, it's important. It it was meant for you to be here. I don't care what you're talking about. It was meant for you to be here. I was there. But mm. I, w- I wasn't living in my, so I didn't really find my truth until it was find time you. for me to come home. Right? Mm. And the reason why I say that is because over there it's a different ball game. Right? Go ahead.
4: Not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. When did you read The One Day My Soul Opened Up? Is that why you was deployed or? I was deployed. When you read the book? hmm That's crazy, bro. I was deployed. It's amazing
0: that both of yeah, um you know what they say, everybody's struggles different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mm-hmm. path, is uh, how they walk down is different too as well. But at the same time that I found something that relates to each other mm-hmm. with your own struggles that you went through.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you gonna pour that I thing? I, I got I got a question for you, but enjoy enjoy the avion right there. <laughs> makes me nervous when nah. people say I got a question for you. It always got... Makes me nervous. Why make you look, nervous?
4: Because got... most questions lead to charges, so... Ain't no charges over no. here at B.Y. Okay. See, right. no that's that mindset. To I'm
1: gonna need you to get out of that prison mindset because you ain't there no more. You
2: are and not a, in the court.
0: And right. that's not a question we have to as well. If you can hop on the mic for me real quick. <laughs> I, I know I'm saying. I know I'm being real directive right now, but uh, <laughs> pour your drink, pour your drink. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. I see say, how Britton looking at you. <laughs>
1: like, like, Britain, you don't want to get on the couch? You don't want to speak? No? You sure? Uh-huh. If, if
0: she, if she oh, changed oh, her mind, there's a seat right so
2: there. So, everybody, if in case y'all keep saying, uh larry look off camera right he all the at way
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you think that uh that mindset being institutionalized will ever leave you or do you right. feel it now is a survival tactic just to get through life in See,
4: general? and i don't want to diminish your time you feel me but it's like i always say this i feel like ptsd is so much like it's so broad it mm-hmm. is you feel me it isn't just it is. because you experienced war in the military like PCSD is a real thing it oh, is. so it's like My whatever doubt. traumatic experience you had so I feel like me being institutionalized I don't see it because it's like I don't you see don't. it leaving me because I'm, I'm 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 sure sister tell you you become programmed a certain way of thinking a, yeah. f- a certain way of moving you feel me mm-hmm. and that's how I am like even now like I'm extremely paranoid. Extremely paranoid. You feel me? So it's like, with that being the case, I don't think it would ever leave me because those tactics was part of my survival. Mm -hmm. And you know, even home, I'm still in survival mode. You feel what I'm trying to say? So the same tools you use to survive then, you're gonna use to survive now.
0: Mm -hmm. So a question. Let me. uh, I'm gonna relate it back to a movie. Now you've heard this movie, uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, sir. Dark Knight. Uh, Commissioner Gordon. Bane. Oh right there. man, so there's, a, there's a, no Bane, my hey, man. Okay. There's a line in that movie though. They said that we're gonna get rid of Commissioner Gordon. Okay. They said, "Why? He's a war hero." They said, "Well, I was during wartime. This is peacetime. Mm. We need someone different to take over from here." Mm-hmm. So, what you went through okay. in prison versus out here, you know, daily, you know, civilization. Okay. Do you feel like you may need a different mental aspect yes, to get through to deal with people? For people to deal with you?
4: Mm. Relationships? Um, That's a great that's a great question. I'm not going to lie to you. And I don't know, cause, you know, because Sis got a military background. She can speak on it. But for me, it is no peacetime. We always at war. No, we not. You feel me? Mm. For me, because you got to realize... Yeah, Ex- explain that. And then, because, Keanu, I want to hear your explanation too as well. I'm going to say this because at the same time, like, coming home, a lot of my men... Oh, man, I love my brothers who came home on a box... Because mm-hmm. of coronavirus. They came home to what? A world lockdown, pandemic. They came home to a world in which you got the Proud Boys. Came home to a world in which we at war, bruh. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Okay. That's why, okay, okay, going back to prison, you got gang life. Okay, cool. So when they say, man, I'm a civilian, in prison, if you're a civilian, I mean, I'm not a Muslim, I'm not in any gang. Mm-hmm. But once you black, you don't have the option to be a civilian. Nope. You're either two things, a soldier or a casualty, bruh.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh
4: second. So mm. coming home, I'm, I'm we it's a war going on in society. Real bro. quick, explain. Okay. It. You said I
0: was I was a Muslim, so I was you said I was good?
4: No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, no. this
0: just, just for the for the audience. Please. Okay, no, no, okay.
4: That's a whole other topic about that Muslim stuff because <laughs> uh y'all better stop playing games with the thing. But um
3: <laughs> for real, I gotta stop
4: playing with you know about the thing, stop playing with the game That's with sir. the thing. the thing is this though, okay. If you come in right now, mm-hmm. damn bro. I'm a pro uh, what's up with you, man First of all, I wanna know where you're from. Mm -hmm. You might say I'm from D.C. or P.G. Okay, cool, this and that. Who you with? You blood, you crypt, you B.G.F., you D.M.I., you feel me? Mm -hmm. So, when you say I'm a civilian, you're letting me know that I have no ties to the gang life, okay? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're not a civilian. Because right now, you are incarcerated, and let's be real, man. These crackers are what's running the prison system.
0: Mm -hmm. And
4: they are bent on your destruction. Private prison industry? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, So, you don't have an option to be a civilian, either going to be a soldier or a casualty. That's it. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, we I'm, in my mind, it's like, so now, at one point in time, when I first went into prison, my enemy, my op, was a man who looked just like me from another gang or from another neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But as it evolved, my op changed. But at the same time, I'm still at war. Because hmm. mm-hmm. your, war, your war doesn't have to take place with any person.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You can be at war with ignorance. Yeah. I war with poverty every day. I war with miseducation. But Mm -hmm. the point being is that it's still a war. Got it. And it's gonna be a war.
2: And they make sure it's psychological.
4: It's facts. That's the biggest. So at the end of the day, so one one thing you're not gonna do is train me to put my knife, put my gun down. And I don't mean physically. I mean mentally. Because people Mm -hmm. grew up so relaxed and so like, you know what, man? I'm home now. I'm at peace. No. Because right now, when we talk about the television, the program, you program, everything is at war for your mind. It's, the point being is the ongoing war. So for me, my quote-unquote institutionalization is never going to leave me. It may it may evolve, but as far as what kept me sharp and kept me strong, kept me disciplined, never. Uh-uh.
0: I got you. Keanu, you said that we're not at war. What do you mean by that? Hmm.
1: So, war zone and war on America are two totally different things, right? Okay. When you're in a war zone, You're taught to survive, right? Survive meaning shoot or kill or be killed.
3: Mm -hmm. Facts. Facts.
1: You know what I'm saying? Survive the mental instability you have over there. Mm -hmm. Because there's nobody, and I I can go on record to say this, there's nobody who has ever went to a foreign war and came back the same exact person.
4: Exactly. Um, Mm I'm going to tell you, um,
1: there are two reasons why, right? When you go to a foreign war... Your expectations of this war are only what you see on TV, right? Mm -hmm. And that's all you have to go off of. What you see on TV and word of mouth of people who have been there before, okay? When you're going off your expectation, what somebody else went through is not what you're going to go through. It's not the same at all. The second part of that Mm -hmm. is your mindset changes. Because you realize when you go into these foreign wars, there are people who are less fortunate than us.
4: Exactly. Okay.
1: Who have to survive off of less than what we have mm-hmm. to survive mm-hmm. off of. Mm-hmm. And this is the crazy shit. I was in the Army, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We were on the base with Air Force people. Hey. We were considered the less fortunate. Of course. On the base. We were considered the less fortunate. So you look at that in itself. Well, why do they get to do this? why they get to do that? We ain't able to do this. We ain't able to do that. And that was on my first deployment. Mm-hmm. So my mindset switch. We have to give to the less fortunate.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when
1: I say that, we had KP's, right? They were Afghan people.
4: What are KP's?
1: Kitchen personnel. Okay. okay. So they basically do the dishes for us, take out mm-hmm. the trash, clean the tables, do everything except for cook. Mm. Right? Our KP's were Afghan people. Mm. They were people of that land over there. So... You look at what they had Dead winter 30 Maybe 20 degrees outside mm-hmm. We clothed up They got shawls
4: Yeah
1: To keep them
3: warm
4: Well they uh, Flip flops In Afghan
3: mm-hmm.
4: I don't I don't know the demographic over there But mm-hmm. Are they majority Muslim? I, yeah it's, I, it's a
3: Muslim I,
4: country It, it is, yeah, it is yeah. a Muslim country Yeah it's Middle East and See that's mm-hmm. Okay
1: So it, their, their Muslim is different from our Muslim though mm-hmm.
2: Way different
1: It's way yeah. different so, when I say what you oh, I'll you wait. look like coming. Cause, cause it's coming,
4: because the Muslim thing, you know how I feel. okay. So, they're they're different. Okay. Diff- if
2: if, we could talk about this off camera, too. Please,
4: yeah. No, no, right now, like okay, it's, it's different. okay, okay,
1: their Muslim is different. Um, but when you see these people bagging up our trash to take home to feed their family, you're like, Whoa, are you serious, bro? What? And it's to they see, so this oh is what people gosh, don't see, right? Bro. And I'm just telling you this because I was a cook, so I got to see it firsthand. That's crazy. Wow. Man. Because our food was gold to them. And I, these are our okay. scraps we throwing in the
3: trash.
4: You got to realize, like, our, and not to cut you off, but from what I've heard, other countries look at our portions in America, dumb big. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. nobody eat like this. No. Super size. People no. don't do that. So I can imagine, like, what's left over is like, okay.
1: So taking the trash mm-hmm. home. Like, we gifted them. Everybody gifted our KPs at this time with something. Okay. So, whether it was clothes or boots or shoes, you know what I'm saying? And when I say they walk for miles, dog, the dirt over there is something serious. Like, rocks every fucking way. That so, shit hurt so your this, feet and tennis you.
4: This ain't Southeast hood. Like nah. This, this,
1: like, imagine going to real life. Like, mm. um, and so you, you realize, like. You start to realize things that you see over there. Like, damn, right. this this is freedom. But your freedom can be taken away from you in a blink Just of a like damn that. eye. Just like that. Like, we, we got to prepare for over there when we get hit by mortars. Like, before you can even go into the okay. war zone.
4: Mortars. What's that?
1: It's like a bomb. Okay. Right? But you, you hear it before you see the bitch. Yeah. Okay? So the siren goes off. It don't matter what time of night it is. If this siren goes off, institutionalized, you are trained to go into a bunker. Damn, bro. In the middle of the night, this siren can go off. Now think about it.
4: And you got j- to jump t- up and respond.
1: Nine times out of ten, what you sleep in? Some people nude.
4: I'm about to say, shots out. Yeah, straight up. Some okay. people are
1: underwear and a bra. Some right. people just a t shirt.
4: You, you don't sleep in fatigues and shit. Like, you're not, nah, sleeping not. as if you're you ready. Right.
1: You don't sleep in that. Okay. You got to be prepared to go at all times. That's what I'm saying. That shit... So when I came back, my mindset had to change. I couldn't be prepared to go at all times because I wasn't on go mode no more. I was back in garrison. I had to get up and go to work like and... a regular person, like a regular 9 to 5.
4: See, let me ask you a question, and let me cut you off, okay? Mm-hmm. We have so many similarities when it comes to, you feel me? I know as far as for us and all my men come home from prison, like, we never got a chance to be reacclimated into society you
1: never get a chance to so it's I wanna know it's,
4: okay so i want to know if it was different with y'all who were deployed and came back it's like do y'all have some <laughs> kind of transition like you know what i'm saying right i don't <laughs> know so like right. they drop us off in of society. like okay hey be, they, they drop and say be good like i'm be gonna tell
0: good. You something too as well i was in afghanistan as well oh you was there yeah i was there can i mean, can i, mean, can I mean talking everything she she's yeah after she's talking what is what that you tell me that? I, was, I told you yesterday I was gonna get my shot in When I get my shot in oh my
3: You got the you. shot in
2: Go ahead that's I it. got
0: you But the thing is that you. When you get back They have like a little brief for you Okay I mean that's I guess it. it's somewhat similar to maybe like A halfway house I'm not too sure About yeah. all that right there
1: It'll yeah. probably be something similar yeah. To a halfway house But
4: after that That's it That's it That's it That's it. I never knew that Okay, okay, okay I'm gonna okay, tell okay. you One
1: of my parents at the daycare Just came home No lie right He came home last Friday Surprised us all Cause he wasn't supposed to be here No time soon <laughs> So he came back and I was like, when you in process? He was like, in process? I don't in process? I said, what the hell you mean? He said, nah, we don't in process. He said, I'll in process when I go back in three months. I said, what? Mm. He said, yeah, three months. We go back in three months. He, National Guard. Active duty the army is different. When you come back from war, you give everybody, whoever is there to receive you, is right. what they call it, you give them your weapons, right? And then you got three days downtown. That shit crazy, That means you get bro. to talk to your family for them three days, and then after that, you in-process it back in the unit. And it love shit. you
0: too, Manny. What's up, it, Manny?
1: Hey, Manny, it, it's shit like it's supposed to be, like it was before you left. You got to reacclimate your family to okay. be at home, because keep in mind, you know what I'm saying, some of these deployments, nine months, my longest deployment was 15 months. I got Damn, out of that bro. 15 months, I got to see my kids for two weeks. Now, I'm going to tell you, the hardest 15. part about that was... I deployed in May. I got to see my kids in September. Okay. So, from September to July, I didn't get to see my kids. My mama was raising my kids. So, you go from Stop. them being raised by somebody else
3: mm-hmm.
1: to now them having to reacclimate themselves to you being home. That's
3: crazy, And right. having
1: to deal with your rules uh-huh. and your regulations. The right. way you run your How household you run your, exactly. is different from the way your parents run your household, run their household. So... When I say the, my mindset changed, mm-hmm. I had to realize from my first deployment to my second deployment, mm-hmm. I knew what to expect when I came home. On my first deployment, I got to see my kids for three hours. Three hours. That was it when I first got back home. And then you got to find a place. Because remember, you've been gone for right. nine months, to a year.
0: I mean, what do you even do at that point? Like, How were they?
1: At that time, on my first deployment at Nike, I left. She was one. When I came back, she was three. Damn. Um, Keon was... That breaks my heart just hearing eight. that shit. Yeah, that's... I'm telling he you, was bro, eight. So, you re- so it's that, that re Bro, when I tell you I looked at my daughter she and she seen me, like, we Skyped. Right,
3: Because back right. then it
1: was Skype. Right. We, we Skyped a lot. We didn't, you know, Zooming is the new thing. We Skyped yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, Um, and we Facebook messaged a lot and I talked to them on the phone a lot but it's nothing like touching your, See, your child.
4: And, and, and not suppression thought at all. Earlier today, hmm, not much earlier, but the brother Uncle Nell, I spoke to. Uncle Nell, as I told you, he mm-hmm. did 21 years. Mm-hmm. When he left, his daughter was two. He mm-hmm. came home...
1: She was a grown woman. To a
4: grown woman, Keon. She was a grown woman. And which is like... Like you just said, so... And I've never seen the similarities. I never knew that. Right?
1: I tell people all the time, going to war is just like going to jail. Exactly. I'm going to tell you why. Because pe- you're confined. Okay. You're confined. Uh-huh. Like you are in the jail. Mm-hmm. Except for like if you go out. So everybody' experience is not the same, man. But mm-hmm. I said that. Mm-hmm. So you're confined to this... Base this yeah, area, yeah. yeah. You, you're confined to this area, it might be 10 miles long, it might be two miles long. That's
4: crazy. So, bro. but
1: you're confined. So, these people that you have uh the people who are now your family, right? right? You see
4: them, uh, that's
0: how you it is see, in prison. See, I'm you telling you, exactly. Yeah, this,
1: these are the similarities. Do so relationships see, start? Yeah. They, they definitely do. My friends who I met on my first deployment and my second deployment, I'm still friends to them to this day. That's a, like, that's I told a, you, he was my mentor. He was my mentor. So, let's,
4: all you do is work out. As, yeah. you, as you just said, since we've been here, I got three phone calls, correct? Right. And all was three it three? of three? Was,
0: man I, it felt like 10, 10 Come on, it, was man, it was 3 phone it
4: was
1: it was only 3 that you thank answered you,
4: thank you no so no no
1: hell no it was 5 that you the answered the
4: point being is that as you just said all 3 of those of math books you're reading was a now <laughs> listen <laughs> listen the point like you just said like Everybody in my phone that calls me been to prison. Kids like, broke. as you just said, we sat here and we built that bond. Like, you just said, so, so those yeah, become yeah, your yeah. family, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what keep us moving forward. And, so, like, okay, I'm sorry. Go
3: ahead.
4: No, go that, ahead. that was it. Like, you were talking about, oh. you know, being there, and that's your, that becomes your family.
1: Yeah. And so, Shared
4: experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shared the, experience. Exactly. The, mm-hmm.
1: That family you built, like, that, it don't go away. i never forget. I got a phone call. And... This person was close to me. He helped me study for the board.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, another real good people person. Yeah, like another one. But you mm-hmm. so strong, DJ Khaled. You you so strong that you hide from everybody else because you got to no. be the strong one. So a lot of people don't tra- check on their strong people. I swear to you, a to lot of people don't. don't. I'm telling you. So what? we was mm. back for. Mm, I was out, so we probably was back for a couple months, right? Yeah. He went to a new duty station. He committed suicide.
3: Mm. When I say
1: it's twenty-two a day, listen. When I tell you it hurt, it hurt us, his family, right? The ones who he was close with, it hurt us. Rest in peace, Covington. Um, cause this dude, this
4: is mm, over there. Somewhere. Come on, now, do something, man. It, it ain't, it ain't burning no more. Now, help me out. You on your phone, bro? Help. He need more coals. That's what he need. We need some yeah. more coals. Look oh, it up. That's right.
0: Rick. I mean, hey, you bro, you on with? your phone? Yeah, fo- where where they at? Where they at? That's his hookah, bro. Hey, y'all keep talking. Some point, point. Where they at? Where they at? Right, where, where, where? It, where's over there?
3: Put the clothes in that
0: bag, in the black bag. In the black bag. The hey, easy. Oh, hey, y'all, just, the y'all the keep. Hey, th- y- th- thank you, Britt. Thank you. Hey, podcast so good. Y'all keep talking. I got this right here.
4: Thank you, man. Like damn, now. What, bro?
0: I feel good. Nail getting It's Usually just me.
4: I'm blaming now
2: because I'm looking. I'm letting y'all get y'all.
0: Look, I'm letting y'all do y'all thing, bro. You a part of this thing, bro? right yes they what's in the that car. they in the car oh that's i that's, saw that's my jurisdiction <laughs> oh my mine too God, yeah. bro. <laughs> all right that's what they was in here my
1: bad
0: you keep going please
1: um, what i don't know where i was at
0: y'all talking about uh being on the base shared experiences oh yeah
1: so it's it's the it's kind of like the same because you institutionalizing Absolutely. what, what you've been through over there but what you've been through over there you can't bring back home you can't
4: bring. You can't no, breathe. no, Listen. no. That's, that's what you and I are going to disagree. We at. are.
1: Let me tell you why. Yours is more spiritual. Mine's is more physical, right? Okay. So when your spiritual mindset says you still at war, right, mm-hmm. that's aggression. So now you're putting that aggression on everybody that's around you because your mindset is saying you still at war. You can't be at mm-hmm. war. You got to be at peace.
4: No, 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 no. <laughs> One thing about it is this, though. I'm going to be real with you, sis. It's like I remember... I'm not a real Marvel-type guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I watched the Doctor Strange movie, hey. and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Because the one degree I took out that movie is this. They were speaking about demons. Mm-hmm. But they say, you never kill your demons. You only rise above them. Yeah. Okay. See, one thing about growth and all that type of stuff, that's where Bayetti came from. Bayetti means the spiritual fight between good and evil. You mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an ongoing war. Yeah. Anybody that's in addiction, what they say, I'm fighting every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't get high today So it's like You're always at war Physically Mentally Spiritually Emotionally You're always at war So
1: when are you at peace?
4: Hmm When are you at peace? Well For me I don't even know What fe- peace feels like Exactly you know what I mean?
1: That's what I'm saying There you go right there But
4: how? Let me ask you a question